0: Hey everyone, it's Tom Karadza with another episode of the Your Life, Your Terms show. And on this episode, we have myself, Nick Karadza, Mike DeZormo, and Steve Dengate on the show. Uh, we, ha- we all had a lo- lot of fun in this episode. We're actually down in San Diego. We started ordering some tequilas and some margaritas, so by the end of this episode, things get a little bit out of control. But more importantly, Steve describes how he was the president of a Canadian company. It was actually a U.S. publicly traded company. He, he was the president of the Canadian division for many years, but felt he wasn't being authentic to himself in that career, decided to walk away on his own terms. And this is the story of how he started buying properties um, and him and Mike DeZormo on our team here at Rockstar have really developed a close relationship over the years. We, we look at Steve almost as family at this point point. and Steve's going to share with you how he didn't even look at some of the properties. He didn't even visit some of the properties that he was purchasing. So you're going to hear how... Uh, how his analysis didn't involve him going to the properties, how he looked at the numbers on the properties and why he was doing what he was doing. So I think you're really going to take a lot away from this episode. Definitely a unique story. This is what we're all about at Rockstar, people living life on their terms, and Steve defines that for us. And if you're listening to this and you want to hear other stories like Steve Dengate, living life on their terms. There's one book that we have a digital copy of that we can offer you. And if you go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books, plural. So rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books you can get the Your Life, Your Terms book. It's a digital copy of that book. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of that page, you'll find it. And the Your Life, Your Terms book basically has chapters written by different rockstar members, different real estate investors, all Canadian, sharing how they decided to buy income properties and their journey. So if you're looking for different reasons on why you can't invest in property, read that book and read the stories of everyone else who thought perhaps they couldn't do it and what they're doing today. So that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books it's the your life your terms book it gets a lot of good reviews um, we offer a free digital copy for copy for you there and I just want to give you a heads up on the audio quality of this because it was so sunny in San Diego when we, were, when we were taking this episode remotely, um, we were all down here at a conference, um, we were outside in the sun, we started ordering the tequilas and the margaritas and because of the sun on the equipment, I couldn't see the screen, I couldn't see the volume levels and you're going to hear some of the audio quality it gets a little choppy on this episode but I still really think it's good enough and definitely the conversation is interesting enough that it makes it worthwhile. So uh, with that, enjoy the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Okay, after that big intro, here we are. This is another <laughs> episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, and we are in San Diego. We have a few drinks on the way, and we have Steve Dengate sitting with us. So, Steve, I'm just going to jump into uh, to it. Before I want to let everyone else know who's here, Mike DeZormo is here with us in San Diego. My brother, Nick, is here next to me in San Diego.
1: You should say younger, smarter, and things when you introduce me like that. We should, make, like, we should have like a standing agreement. <laughs> I deserve <laughs> an award to work with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> just think, yeah, yeah. If, if
0: only er, anyone knew what it takes to work with your yeah, younger brother. I can imagine. How I let him pretend he's smarter than me just so we can get stuff done. But, Whatever uh, it takes. It's working. It's working. Uh, yeah, but, uh, it is. But
2: just to the s- ego. Just to set, <laughs> to set the setting, too. We're like, outside in, I don't know what the temperature is right now. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Under palm trees, about to be served tequila, fresh (laughs) guac has just been placed on the table. Yeah, Yeah, so if you hear crunching, it's
0: us eating the guac. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So that was Mike Desormo speaking, just so so you can associate a name with the voice. And uh, Steve, let's just start at the, I I don't know where we started. I feel like you have a very interesting story. But you found us at a time in your life. Can you explain what was going on Well, how did you decide to get started in real estate?
3: Was that when you were leaving, what your job was at the time? So, yeah, more or less. I mean, excuse me, I knew I was leaving within probably six to nine months. And, you know, I wasn't in a place where financially I could live without some kind of income. And ironically, I saw one of the flyers in my mail, um, which was the impetus for me to come to the free training. (laughs) <laughs> and uh um, Steve just did air quotes around the Fury. <laughs> it was free training. It was Steve. free training. We didn't it, charge a dime it, for no, the training. It truly was. <laughs> and um I mean something really called me there. I didn't know that real estate was gonna be something I was gonna do, but when I ended up getting there and I met you and I really resonated with you and then the message that you shared really struck with me and uh and I felt like, you know what, this is a ter- terrific way for for me to at least transition from out of my career into Whatever I was going to transition into. I didn't know what it was at the time. Um, were you I, planning? Uh, you weren't, we need a
0: lot of people who are about to get packaged out of a job right. or a company's merging. Was that your situation? Were you, did you know you were about to leave your job or?
3: Yeah, so, you know, that's w- one of the, uh, the sad realities in the corporate world is if you do really well, you don't get packaged out right so it's only those who don't do well so get back too, So I was consciously making a choice to leave and uh, so I had already told them and we had a nine-month period to find my successor because what, what was your role and title at that point point? I life? was the president of the Canadian operation so you're president of a Canadian
0: operation I'm and a US public company yeah of a US public company and you were deciding
3: to leave on your own terms totally yeah yeah that's pretty daring was it a life event No, it was a great question. It was really, I felt like I had, I'd been doing that role for almost 20 years. I'd been with the company 26. And it just felt to me like I had lost who I was in that role. So I was no longer inspired by the job. I was no longer inspired by the role. I mean, I, I woke up really just understanding that it was money that I was continuing to do the job for. And that just didn't feel right to me yeah right wow it was time. how many it was time people to wake time. up but don't yeah you you took action on it and, and honestly it was really difficult i i said to my kids who at the time were probably uh 16 and 18 um i just said to them you know what i've got to make this i've got to make this move for me i don't know what i'm going to do i don't know what my next step is um but I, I i know i need to leave how
1: how did they take that at that time were they like well my dad's lost it and he's crazy or, or they, were they, they were
3: they were a little bit uh uneasy about it um because interestingly enough they'd only ever known me as the guy who ran annixter um and so yeah because their whole lives you whole were doing life that i was doing that right so they thought you know what dad if if you really feel like that's right for you then we'll support you um how
1: has that shifted now? Do they look at it differently now, like in hindsight, as opposed to how they felt then?
3: Yeah, great question. Um, outside of the fact that uh, they miss going to the hockey games and the,
1: uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the all, perks. all the perks
3: yeah. that go with it. Outside of that, uh, yeah, they totally, totally f- are, are grateful that I did it, know that it was the right Move for me, and all then ultimately for them as well, right? So they're super happy for well, me. Uh, what about your colleagues or peers?
1: Oh, they must have thought you were crazy. No? Yeah,
3: that was a that was a hard one for people to embrace and understand. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, such, yeah, a, right? such uh, a political way to v- yeah, being yeah. very nice about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that's a hard, hard one because you know you. It, to the outside world, you're kind of on top of the world, right? I mean, yeah. you've got well with the president. Was your title actual president? yeah yeah well, with that title you people do look at you as you've made it and that and, and so that therein lies one of the problems right after a period of time it just felt like i don't think people are treating me like who i am yeah right? this is a this is I, i'm walking around in a fictitious yeah. role here right and i didn't want people to treat me differently just because of the role that i had yeah and that that really that really i really struggled with that
0: so then you went, you decided, uh, just the connection to real estate was that you needed some income to, uh, to replace what you were walking away from. Yeah. And then were you started buying pro you uh, shortly after you met with us, you just started buying properties like crazy. Right. Is that where Mike's <laughs> done? Cause did, we didn't work together on a property at no, that point. No, no. So, and then you met Mike. Yeah. And then you, you. Did you even see the properties? You I can't. I, so, how, so what let What was the let, first property? Yeah. What yeah, was the first?
3: So property? let me just explain a little bit about the the first part, that, which was which was, ridi- it's it's ridiculous. It was in it was, a good way. Yeah, it was fun. I'm curious to see. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. I remember the meeting the same way. It might be that how how, you're about you're to, about to how not to get it. started
1: in real, in real estate investing.
3: So, so uh, why don't you describe the meeting then from your perspective? <laughs> why don't we do it that way? Then I'll I, share from my my experience was, Mike clear
2: takeaway was, which was a little shocking for me at the time, was Mike, um, I want to buy properties. I don't have time to look with you. I don't have time to fill these properties, and I don't want to property manage these properties either.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and what you and was your reaction? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <it laughs> sounds perfect. No one yeah. can
2: see yeah. this, but
0: Steve's just looking at Mike, as Mike's describing this, smiling and and, and <laughs> nodding. Yes.
2: Yeah, it was just a that was a lot of just trust that Steve forwarded over to me. And then, and I just had to step up and wear some big shoes to get this done. And I think that was the reason Steve, by the way, that we probably formed rockstar property management
3: <laughs> at the time.
1: We have you to blame for that. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That
3: was one that didn't quite work out the way you'd want it well, to. But we sold it. And but so here's, here's the other piece yeah. of that too, though. And so in, in explaining that to Mike, um, you guys had home hunter deals at the time. Yeah. So part of part of what was really fascinating for me was, wow, I could just, like, respond to this email. And get a property. And get a property and get a done. tenant yeah. and get the whole thing all done and just pay a few thousand dollars okay, and I'm so good. Okay, so we got to
1: talk about that. So, so so for anyone listening, what we were referring to as a home hunter deal was we had a tenant that wanted a specific property on a rental home basis and we would work with them to find the property and then offer it to uh, a specific group of investors we are working with. Now, Steve, this is a question for you on that, okay? Because Steve was getting very good at responding to his emails. <laughs> yeah. So did you set up an auto responder to get to all those emails? Because every email that went oh out, Steve God, was responding in about did. five seconds. You totally and we're like, hey, he's, he's totally cheating. It took, us, it it took us, like six properties
3: to figure that right. out. Exactly.
0: How is Steve always the first response?
3: <laughs> it's So... Absolutely, set up the auto I remember, I remember distinctly so many times sitting at my desk in the office, and I'm and I'm just my phone is right beside me here. Now this is at a time when I know I'm leaving, right? So I'm a little sidetracked. My priority is yeah, real estate, one, one foots out the door, right? And so I'm watching there, and I know most often in the experience I have about thirty to sixty seconds to respond. So if I'm not responding in that time, I'm not first. And so I was, I was pretty successful in in doing that and then I changed my phone after about five or six successful properties I changed my phone and I got an iPhone and I had tremendous difficulty going from the Blackberry Uh, to the iPhone and I wasn't nearly as successful afterwards in doing (laughs) that right okay
0: so continue that you started buying properties pretty much sight unseen did you even go see these properties
3: most of them I did not not even during the home inspection most of them I did not Most of them, I I turned over to Mike and just said, you know, Mike, if this is something that you would do for you, I'm good. Why did you have that much trust in Mike and us at that point? You just felt like we weren't going to screw you You with some garbage property in some situation? One of the things that, one of the things that I felt was probably one of my keys to success in running the business was being able to connect and read people. And I just had a really good feel for you guys. And, And then when I met Mike, it it made total sense that he was part of your organization because he felt it just felt like i was working with one of you guys and so my trust was was to all three of you even though mike was executing yeah my trust, my trust was with all three
1: you had a quote that you shared i think it was one of the one of the meetings or one of our events i'm not sure but at one point you said you started looking at your investments that it wasn't about the property. It was about the people. Right. I I, maybe I'm butchering it slightly, yeah. but it always stuck with me that quote. Cause I'm like, man, it's so good because I had had that trouble. Um, you know, people come to us with different opportunities all the time. And I'm like, I, I tried to explain like it could be a good opportunity, but where's your team that's going to be managing that opportunity for you. If it's not in your backyard, and you're going to be doing it you know and it's such a key component and I'm not saying anything about us here or what you just said but I just think on a larger scale beyond even real estate investing I think there's so many lessons in that that it's about the people not just the the property or any other opportunity that makes a monstrous difference so you, you just it was very succinct succinct
3: succinct succinct, succinct. That's, yeah.
1: we, we understand struggling with we that understand one. Yeah, yeah. trying to get that out there the, the way you said it though so it was good it made sense
3: and I you know and I've and I've experienced both sides of that. I've experienced the, the, got into an investment that looked like a tremendous investment, didn't really resonate with the people, but went into the investment. And, it, you know, it never worked out. And so my greatest success has been when I've really resonated with the people. I've really had a good feeling for who they are, you know, and, and you know, we've got similar values. And then and then it's trust I, you know I trust that they're gonna live up to what they say they're gonna do um, and why so because
0: you've been burned by looking at a good opportunity without knowing the people in the past and totally. then lost uh, money relationships sadly uh, yes yeah. yeah money yeah
3: money yeah, yeah. How was then,
2: it on, sorry Tom. how was it on your end though Steve because I remember one time I called you up and I said you know, I, I have, I think it was two properties and I think you were on vacation. In fact, I think you were on the beach. Right. And this was before electronic <coughs> signatures. That was Mexico. You, was <laughs> as a matter so of fact. So how is
3: it being the recipient of that call while you're relaxing on a beach? You know what, it's, it, once I committed, you know, and I was committed at that time to, as you pointed out, I was committed at buying a number of properties. I had a goal and w- what I wanted to do. Um, I was excited. Here I am on vacation, accomplishing what I want to accomplish. I mean, that's that's as good as it gets, right? So, you know, Mike said, "Hey, I got a couple." I said, "Beautiful. I, I, let's go." And then, did you started
0: using some property management? But you managed you uh, you've managed some of your own properties over the years yourself. Yeah. How many? Do you have a did you have a number of properties you wanted to get to a cash flow number? How did you analyze? I'm assuming it was a monthly cash flow target you were trying to hit because you were going to leave your job? Yeah. So was that the primary objective? And looking back on that, was
3: that, if you reflect back, was that still the right way to analyze the situation? So there's two things I want to respond to there. One was the property management, and then I'll speak to the the financial element. So um, the interesting thing on property management was once I once I had... I wanna say seven or eight properties. I remember a conversation with Nick and, um, and I was talking about property management, wanting to get somebody to do it. And he said, you know, I, I would just invite you to consider for a period of time, managing them yourself. And then you'll get a much better feel as to what it takes to manage it. You'll have a much better feel for the people and you'll have a much, much better feel for who you're looking for when you're actually ultimately getting a property manager. And that was tremendous advice. As much as I didn't want to step in and manage them. Nobody does. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was, it, uh, that was tremendous advice for me. Uh, I learned so much. And I would tell you that one of, the biggest, I, uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned from that was that I felt like afterwards, I realized that I was in the people business, not the real estate business. What made you realize that? Well, because the better the quality of the tenant that I put in, the less work that I needed to do. So you put in poor
0: tenants and there was just more problems.
3: So so you you don't have a good tenant. You you don't have a good feel for them. You have a much higher risk of something going wrong, right? And so ultimately, I came to the realization that I'm going to spend a lot of time. When I'm putting tenants in, I'm going to spend a lot of time on research of the tenant essentially the same way that I did it when I hired an employee I would do a lot of the financial work and so on but I would do a lot of background work I'd go out and have lunch with them you know I'd meet with them socially and when and if there was a strong resonance there then I'd say okay we're good to go
0: I've heard Nick give that advice to multiple people saying do the work yourself first because then if you hire a property management or you hire someone to find tenants for your properties you, you, you're not going to get ripped off. You know the work involved. You know how sh- the whole transaction should feel. I think you've given that uh, advice over the years to pretty much almost everyone we've worked with. And you're right. No one wants to hear it because it means more work for yourself. Yeah. But it, and and I, over the years, Nick said that to me, and I never want to hear it. Yeah. But it's always been the right move. And I think we've benefited the most. It's moved us fast along faster because every time we have not wanted to fill a property but then we look at each other knowing what the right thing to do is is that it's for us to go and get the job done when something's not happening by other people and we step in and get the job done. We learn so much. We learn about the situation. We learn about ourselves. It's always moved us faster. And it's allowed us to help other people easier because totally. we've done all the work ourselves. Right. Yeah. In the middle of winter, when we didn't on vacation, handling calls, Nick handled a property. We had a flood in a property. I think, was I in Disney World during that one? And you were vacuuming out water from one of the student rental yeah, I basements? I was
1: somewhere. I think it might have
0: been. Yeah. I was on vacation and Nick was there and he's on the phone with me. I mean, we've just done a, a lot of stuff. So yeah. it's a testament to you. I'll, I'll tell you something. When I... I, don't, I wouldn't have expected someone to, who carries the title of president of a, of a of a U.S. public company to respond when somebody... How old was Nick when he gave you that advice? 31? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so 30? Early 30s. I was very wise. Maybe 29. <laughs> he might have been 29. Wise 20. behind <laughs> his years. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we've I been was
1: working... At 15, I, I pretty much knew everything. You guys are parents. But you, you know what, uh,
0: Steve? It's a testament to you because you took the advice and you went with it yeah. very few people who cared your title that time uh, and you know why I, t- I know this for a fact because they've told me i left the software world and i know a bunch of different vps and directors and some of them are very eager to jump in and some are just don't want to do it and there's nothing wrong with that there's right. no nothing wrong with that yeah but you you know where you that did. came from
1: and steve you were outside of the box on this one but when we were offering those types of investments to people when there was kind of like a prepackaged investment we learned early on that when we when it was someone who had never invested before took us up on one of those, and ended up taking taking that investment, they didn't appreciate what they got. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, well, what about this?" And and they were really they were they were crying over spilt milk, right? They were worried about fifty bucks somewhere, and we're like, "What are you talking about? Like, worry about the fifty thousand dollars you're making? Why are you worried about this fifty right. dollars?" And we quickly realized that if someone didn't hadn't gone through the process and done it, they didn't value what they got. Yeah. And um, they don't and have perspective. You never, yeah. So for, yeah. for, the, for the, on the investor side, yeah, and then right. in, our, in our business, it was the same thing. I'm a true believer that it's very easy for me to hold people accountable in our business to doing things like things as simple as stuffing envelopes, yeah. um, stuffing newsletters, sitting there. I, we, I used to sit there and print off CD labels one by one and stick them on the CDs because these you know are what? the things I that you need that. to do. Yeah. yeah, and I did it and I can hold people accountable for it because it's like, hey, I was, you know, it's not that I think I'm too good and that's why you're doing it. It's like, I got other stuff to do now, but I did it and I know what it takes. And I, you know, so it, it, I think it applies to everything in life. It can be important if you have the ability to do it. Yeah. Sometimes you don't, you need to hire people, but you know if you have the ability to uh, for me it's, it's been valuable.
2: Also being on the front line of the fills when you're filling your own properties whether it be a, a regular rental or a rent to own you know you only have one property usually at that at the time so and you have all these families coming out so if you only have one property you can only take one family but if you have other families and other decent leads then now we have that lead first where, where we can go out and buy a property for them whether it be a rental owner or a regular rental situation, with some of their own money, they'll right. give you money. Exactly. Ahead Did you, ahead of you time. ever do that Would with Steve? Did that ever happen? You know what? I, I know I it's I happened with a bunch of investors, know, not on his. Steve was so good at jumping on the already prepackaged deals at the time. Yeah, got it. So I don't think we have ever had to fill one of your homes as a
3: rental. I'm not exactly. I think I for a remember.
1: while that's all you were buying with those prepackaged ones. Yeah, homes, so that so we first, couldn't create enough of them. Yeah, exactly. For
3: probably the first six or eight, and that was also because I think you guys' recommendation at the time was, you know, this is this is the easiest way to step yeah. in, right? It's a, it's, it's a full package deal. The nature of the tenant you're gonna have is, is someone that's gonna be in all likelihood more responsible because ultimately this, in theory, is gonna be their home. Um, and so it was a great way to start. Um, then I realized for me long-term, I, I'm a, I was looking for long-term uh, wealth accumulation. And so the rent to own was a great way to begin what wasn't fulfilling my long-term financial aspirations.
0: So then you started acquiring some. I know you have some student rentals, and some, then just doing some straight
3: rentals. Is yeah. That right? So I started first with just some straight um, long-term rentals, um, and then and then Mike introduced me to student rentals. Um, so I bought one in in Hamilton. And he's then, to
1: blame. Just remember that Mike yeah. introduced you. That was the it,
3: chaos. No. So, so here's here's an interesting thing. I think. Uh, so then. So, Shortly thereafter, um, you introduced me to the property on Gray Street. Um, and it, it, that was a triplex
2: in downtown Toronto. That was the, Toronto. the triplex
3: in Toronto. And um, I, I will tell you guys that getting out of my comfort zone of either RTOs or standard rentals had me be a little bit concerned and a little afraid going into those two new different types of, of investments. And I entered them from a place of uncertainty and a little bit of fear. And the first few years of those properties were hellish for me. And and that was one very interesting lesson that I subsequently learned from that was that it's really important to enter investments from a place of knowing, from a place of being positive, from a place of excitement and not a place of fear. Um, Because that fear, that energy finds its way into that investment it totally does and there and, were and, some and
1: challenges with that triplex and, right
3: there were, there were a fair amount of challenges yeah. but i don't attribute it to the tri- I, I i attribute it largely to the energy that i brought to it um because since i recognize that and since i've shifted that both the triplex and the property in hamilton are my two best cash flowing properties so they've gone from my b- two biggest challenges to clearly my two best properties well, so that-, that
1: triplex is in like The heart of Toronto. Like, you couldn't keep a vacancy. You can charge a premium rent, and you couldn't keep a vacancy of that property if you tried to. Right. If you put a full rent sign in the lawn, there's people will just, for you could sit on the porch, put the sign out, and for an hour, and people are going to be offering you money. I would imagine. I don't know if that's been your experience or not.
3: It it totally has. And it's, and, but I've been sticking to the philosophy of really being patient with people. So, sure. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I will screen. 20, 25 people. I'll select a, two or three. You know, I'll go have lunch with them and then ultimately come up with who would I want to fill you it go with. To, right?
0: You'll have lunch with your tenants before you sign them I to will. a lease? Wow. Who's
3: paying for the lunch? I'm paying for
0: lunch. just to get. Have you ever had lunch with someone and then not? Say and, and not <laughs> and yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. How does mm-hmm. that work? You oh, shake yeah. their hands and say, great lunch, but it's not so, a fit? Yeah,
3: so, I mean, at the moment, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that. But I'll just get back up. to them and tell them mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know what, you know, it just. Uh, so I, if I'm reading I, you awesome. right, and
0: I think over the years I've always known this about you, you're someone and maybe you've changed the way you think about it. But you're someone who believes life kind of gives you back in the same way that you look at life, like the the energy that you put into something is is kind of the energy that you're going to get back. Yeah. And I, it's funny, really recently, at one of our VIP meetings, somebody said they were struggling with their properties and their wife told them, you're, you're always taking phone calls from tenants in an angry state. Mm. But instead, if you take those phone calls thinking how grateful you should be because you have these wonderful properties that are doing these things, even if you're frustrated in the moment to handle a situation, come from a place of being grateful. Yeah. And he, when he changed his attitude that, to, towards being grateful, everything got easier with all the properties and the properties managed themselves easier. And it, it, the whole experience was much better. And you, you believe in that type of philosophy. I'm probably not doing a good job articulating oh, yeah. it. It yeah. might be this Don Julio, Mike <laughs> <laughs> ordered the Don Julio 1942 tequila and it came and I'm already done. It, it, it and came, I think it it came in a way. Way. Hey, There's way. another round cause I saw Mike wave his arm in a circle. I think there's another round coming, but uh, am I, am, yeah, totally. am I
3: conveying anything that you understand right now? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Right. And, and I think th- for me, as a as a macro life perspective i totally subscribe to that um and, and how did though- you
0: learn that though how did you is th- not through real estate i feel like you knew this before
3: uh y- you know it's it's life lessons right so probably the biggest uh lesson for me was i went through a divorce and um you know that was a huge catalyst to to change right um i, I had a friend who used to share with me, you know, we can all get through it. The key is how much you grow through it. And and I think one of the biggest lessons I learned from it was um, that I'm responsible for the outcomes of my life. Regardless of what they are, I'm responsible for that. Uh,
0: how and, did you come to that conclusion, though? That's a very kind of mature, advanced conclusion to come to about life. How did you get there?
3: Well, it's it started with, again, it started with the divorce
0: because... You reflected back, thinking, sorry, I know I'm interrupting, yeah. going back thinking, oh, some of the, th- the reasons that the divorce was caused were my fault? Yeah,
3: I, I contributed to it. So I, I, I originally, it was, you know, blame, right? Sure. sure I was blaming my ex um, until, I, until I had the realization that, you know what, it, that, that's unfair. Um, everything that happens is I have a responsibility for, and, and over time you know, with that, that life philosophy, it, it just, it reinforced itself time and time and time again for me. Right. So it's just so clear to me that whatever happens, I, I am completely responsible for you it. You try to share this with your kids as well? Yeah, totally. Right. Um, just getting back to the finances, um,
0: there's more tequila arriving. Yeah. Steve's the only it. one. You're not oh, drinking. So, any so yeah, I, you're might, I might have, have, have to have one of those now too. Oh yeah. There we go. Can, we'll order one more. Yeah, yeah, one of these or one of those? Oh, yeah. No, no, I have one of these. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. yeah, there we go. Um, so, um, I, I think I gave you a bottle of tequila once, but I don't think you really enjoy tequila. I was just guessing. No, i so the cheap stuff. You no, I know, well, well, now I know about
2: no, no, He uh, gave me the Don Julio, uh,
0: yeah, uh, but it uh, wasn't, was it in 1942 uh, or uh, not? Uh, I can't remember. Was it a tall, long bottle? Tall? Yeah, exactly. Oh, see, I didn't go cheap. Oh,
3: okay. And so and, and, <laughs> and so quickly on that, um, we had uh, my son, brother-in-law, and um, my stepson uh-uh. at Christmas. Uh-oh. And my stepson's 19, my son's 28, and my brother-in-law's like early 40s. And
1: Don Julio came out.
3: And Don Julio came out. Well, uh, uh, and uh, and, uh. and the, the 19-year-old's trying to keep up with the more experienced drinkers. And that wasn't very pleasant at the end, right? <laughs> oh, we, have, we, have, we have pictures to show of him that uh, he was yeah, passed out.
0: Just, yeah. uh, and on the same note, we had a birthday party. There was a surprise birthday for me a couple of weeks ago, and Mike was there. And uh, I thought it was going to be an early night, which, Steve, I'm like thrilled at now. Like, if I'm going to bed at oh, 11 yeah. o'clock, you. I, you know, I'm so happy. Yeah. And I, it was about 11 o'clock, and I thought, we, you know, this is great. Everyone's likely going to leave soon. And then Mike breaks out the tequila. And all, it, all hell broke loose yeah. for like and a it was, couple it hours. A problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a near-death experience. I think Second we went through two bed. and a half. Yeah, I, mean, two, I had a chilled bottle uh, and yeah. two chilled bottles. Anyway, we went through about yeah. two and a half bottles of oh tequila. <laughs> oh, There were four of us. Was, <laughs> four, oh, Four, my four and, half, yeah. two and a half because the fifth no, guy was we in the drink Yeah. So then cool. it wasn't two and a half bottles. It was. It was a full bottle and yeah, no, it no, was right. about yeah. two bottles <laughs> in our lives so, yeah. 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 that weren't doing much. i was really impressed. Yeah, oh. we, we, are, we were modeled. Oh, that's... Model we were husbands. model husbands and citizens of yeah, that, that evening. <laughs> um, fathers. Yeah, Let's just drivers. say there's so, no podcast anyway, the let, next day. Let me, yeah. No. Let me go up. So, okay. So, that's, that's cool. I just want to go back to the financial situation. Looking back, was cash flow the most th- important thing to initially focus on? Yes. Because I know... Well, yeah. Let's can, I,
1: can I add to that question yeah, for a sec? I'm curious. So in hindsight now, because there's been such large appreciation in the inv- areas you invested in, what if there wasn't, what if there was like 3% appreciation only? So you've had the cash, however the cash flow worked out, but the appreciation was a fraction of what it was. Is it still, is, is it still good? Is it still what you wanted it to be? I'm, I'm just curious. I have no idea which, what your thoughts are on
3: that. Yeah. So that's a great question. And, um, So the way I looked at the investment was that it was cash flow plus mortgage pay down. And initially, I didn't factor in any appreciation whatsoever. And I just looked at those two and said, based on my investment, if I'm going to get X return on those two, one cash related, one non-cash related, I was very happy. The the, uh, appreciation was just... A bonus on top of that right so um, so that that didn't influence me at all in my decision-making
0: cash flow and you were looking at the mortgage pay down as something valuable but even though you couldn't really access the that newly found equity you really can't access it's not very liquid but you counted that as kind of like a
3: guaranteed net worth gain right so and that's a that's a great segue into the next piece for me because um, cash flow there was almost no way that I was going to be able to acquire enough properties to get the cash flow that would correspond to the income to, that I was to replace the making. salary. I mean, yeah, especially the to, salary. So, I don't know
0: what it was, but I can ju- guess that you know to match that it wasn't yeah, going to happen. So there was there was no chance yeah. that
3: was going to happen, right? So I so then I said, okay, well, I'll look at I'll look at income in totality, and I'll look at it from equity as well as cash, right? And figuring that if I needed. Um, some extra cash. I'd either sell a property, an RTO, or I would refinance, right? And that, that would be my way to draw cash. And I'm okay to refinance because my equity has appreciated, right? So I'm not really going negative. Um, that's, that worked really well for the first four or five years, but now it's much more difficult to refinance, especially when you're an entrepreneur, and especially when you don't have, you sure, know, you're your self employed, the bank, right? so, so yeah. And a
1: bunch of property, you know, so and, a bunch of debt already yeah. overhanging Exactly,
3: right? right? So, So that notion has shifted a little bit okay. because of the because a what i have accumulated and b because of the change and then in just the to banks. give
0: everybody context you've been invested w- with us you started buying properties how long has it been like eight years or something yeah so i started in uh 09. Oh, so, okay so it's been about nine years yeah i started o- in almost 09. a decade okay. Oh, okay and then your pro- uh, t- for context your properties were primarily in the in the west side of the city and mostly in the hamilton area N- uh, sorry, mike no no has yes, <laughs> all
2: corners of the so where are the properties who knows where your properties yeah, does are, anyone know on. where your Properties. Yeah, you've know <laughs> <are better> <laughs> you been to all your properties. <laughs> Beautiful. You've indeed. been to all the
1: all because there was a period of time after a number of years where you still hadn't seen all your properties. You are correct. We correct. Put, I mean I it might I a shot a
2: tequila on the one that forgets one here. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay. But no, that I mean that's like it is commendable in a way like you know cuz so many people will overanalyze Every single aspect and never do anything, right? And 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 it's different approaches. He was too are far the right on the way. other <laughs> side just yeah. went all, all that's what I mean. And For some people, I'm that's ju- not your approach isn't the right approach, but but to overly analyze it for a lot of people isn't the, the right approach either, right? So it's it's really it, it was it blew me away actually. When I, I after a few years, we like, I, think it blew I actually had have all never really seen yeah. my properties, totally. I'm like, oh, totally. at all. So <laughs> sorry, my no, bro- no, bro-
2: Nick, no, I, I think you, you nailed it, like, although we're You know, it might come across that Steve just give us free reign. It was never like that. Steve is a man who's very, very methodical in his thinking, very analytical. But it it was exactly that. It was never paralysis by analysis. So it's commendable. So he gave you instructions on certain cash flow targets that the properties needed to hit before he bought them? I never never felt that it came down to that. It just had to be a good opportunity. Okay. Yep, sure. Maybe one of the criteria could have been cash flow, but maybe it was location and or what we could do with the, the property like the the triplex, for instance. So where are they? So back yeah. to just, I'm curious, it's yeah. all around the greater That's Toronto area?
0: Like which cities? Like sure. name some. Well, how so far
3: west, how far east? Yeah. So east, the, the ones east I've sold. So I had Durham, I had some okay. in Durham, but uh, I've sold a few in Durham. So we now have St. Catharines, Hamilton, Cambridge, Kitchener. Um, and then the one in Toronto. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much the. Mike corridor. is Steve london? missing anything? Big time. <laughs> no, big
0: time. <laughs> london, yeah, this yeah, is my, great. It oh, i london in. there we go.
2: Steve, are you collecting the rent from the brantford house? Oh,
0: Branford. Oh, there Brand- we go. Found Brand- <laughs> 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 another yeah. city. Found yeah, another yeah, yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he own uh, anything anywhere,
3: anywhere else? He had one. Barry. Oh, Those have been sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 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 We'll let you off. We'll let you off. The tequila has arrived too. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So,
1: Mike, your pace is, uh, is are, definitely, if that was a crossfit workout, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be going that fast. <laughs> so, and then,
3: uh, who's managing, are you now property management for everything, half, uh, what's the situation? So, um, you know, back to Nick's guidance for me to manage, so that, that also really helped me assess what I was looking for in a property management company and individual. And it was really important for me to, to resonate with them also, um, so that their values were similar to mine, and and that, and that is that. And they did really you find g- property managers? Uh, so I have now found a property manager. Uh, I've gone through a few. Yeah, we like all, we, we all, all have. have. But, yeah, but you have a property manager who's going to manage in all some some different cities as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's pretty yeah. rare. So I've I've, you know, I started with them, showed them my uh, portfolio, showed yeah. them where I was. And it was when we built. We built over time. Okay. And it helped them move into other geographic areas. Right, so they, if they knew they were gonna get three or four okay. properties in a, in a different geographic area, they'd start searching for suppliers, they'd start doing their, their work in that area okay. so that they'd be prepared. And the
0: cash flow numbers, you, did, you, have you, did you hit some primary goals? Like were you ever able to accomplish some cash flow numbers that you wanted to hit?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know that I actually hit all of what I uh, set out to do okay. in the first place. Um, but I will I will tell you this though that, um, you know, the foundation of my um, portfolio is real estate, and I do have some other investments that are driving um, some cash flow to help complement uh, what's going on with real estate. Um, real estate is by far the number one thing for me long term. So
1: there's a couple of things I want to take a step back for a second because what you said about the property management is a huge huge thing to me because i 've seen a number I mean, excuse me a number of different investors um, really jump into things with property managers, where they just get a property and they 're going to do a large scale renovation on it, so they get a property manager they 've never used before to do it yeah. uh, or you know they, they hand over the reins to you know a, a big building without testing them on a single family property or you know like it 's such a huge lesson like give little by little give totally. people more responsibility. Because very often you're going to be able to learn that someone can't handle a washer repair in the house. The last thing they should be doing is doing a, a conversion to a, a duplex or something in the property. You,
3: you know, So to that end, I I had four property managers going at the same time. And I gave each of them a few different properties. That's great. Right? And, and so then it was through experience that I was able to narrow it down ultimately. Yeah. There's to,
1: even value to not even if you know if there was a second choice that was also good there's value to not even giving them all to one person totally cuz then there there's is. not a single point of failure exactly. in your business cuz if that property manager goes bad <laughs> skips off to Vegas doesn't come right. back or has some sort of you know personal issues and you know his performance suffers, then you're stuck, right? Yeah. And you got to start all over again. So, yeah,
2: it's a, it's it's been that's that's a a huge huge thing because we've battled all that type of stuff as well. I've seen property management companies change their processes just because I think anybody that crosses paths with Steve, it, um, you just highly respect it. So you've given advice to those property management companies that I know some have implemented, and those that maybe have not are those that you've let go. But I think the, for those that you have given advice for, and they've moved forward with that, they've become better for it. Yeah. So what's the relationship between you two now? Because Steve,
0: you've obviously put a huge amount of trust in Mike. Mike, you you you've given a huge amount of trust in Steve's because he's telling you to go on put offers on properties that he's never seen. You don't want to ruin your reputation by putting offers and then walking away from properties. So you know, you guys now. Are you still active buying property? You're probably capped at this point. Is that something you're selling some properties now? Maybe changing your portfolio a little?
3: So, yeah, I, I'm capped. Uh, <laughs> you want it, more, but it, the it, Canadian it, banking system it, won't let you. Pretty much that's yeah. that's where I'm at, right? And um, and so, you know, I, I sold a couple of properties to try and free up some space. Uh, so I have, I have like one or two slots that I might be able to get. Okay. Um, But I know that I'm going to be really super selective on those, right? If the right opportunity presents itself, then I'll I'll do it. So
0: between working with Mike, these property managers, you've basically built yourself the team you've needed. This is what we tell everyone. We say, look, when it comes to real estate, everyone can read about the next million dollar idea in real estate at chapters in a book. Right. But to really be successful at real estate, you need the right people around you. 100%. You need the right lawyers. You need the right mortgage brokers and bankers, the right real estate people, the right property managers and contractors. You need people sometimes giving you advice. I'll go back to Nick, giving you like just straight up blunt advice on like, Steve, I don't care if you're a president in some company, you gotta go and manage this one single family home to learn how it's done. You've built that team for yourself and looking at you from afar, to me that's the most valuable thing that you now have in place. You can ring up Mike or any of us on a moment's notice and you know we're gonna respond because we value you and our relationship together. And we're just more family and friends now than we are a client business relationship. And that's, that's, that to me is what anyone listening to this that wants to build their portfolio, you're looking to develop the relationships. Your network is what carries you forward. And you kind of rise to the level of your network as well.
3: I a hundred percent agree with that. Right. And that again, follows suit with the success that i had in in my corporate world right it was really the team that i built it wasn't me i i wasn't all that successful fortunately business so you wasn't that complicated what you did in the corporate that, that, world all that's over all again. i did and the, and the and my primary role is in being the final decision maker on the people that we we bring in right so right now when we're recruiting for a fill the property managers will go out and do all the due diligence will bring me a couple of final candidates essentially the same way I would do when I was hiring somebody and then I would do the final interviews and I'd make the final choice right so that's my primary role now because I feel super confident with the team that I've got around me that supports me that's cool yeah that's really that's cool. cool
1: there's one other lesson in, in all this and I'm curious to ask about is it's really with Mike because Mike in this type of scenario um, I know because people have called us off the streets to join Rockstar, and we, we turn a lot, as you know, we turn a lot of people away because it's just... Like to join the team which a real the, estate yeah, license to work with them They, they want to work
0: with the Steve Dengates of the world, right?
1: And the way they, you know, there's certain things they say when it's like, no, this is, the, 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 the approach here is not the approach that, that, that we're fans of. So, you know, Steve had, you knew that you had Steve's trust. I mean, you could have gone and, you know, if you needed a commission check... You could have gone, found a property, said, Steve, yeah, it's good here, just sign here and you're good, right? Um, But you didn't do that. You chose to make sure that it was the right property for Steve and what he was looking for. Um, Like, you know, was there any conscious thought to that? Like, you know, like I know you, so it's easy for me to understand to say that. Yeah, why did you take such good care of Steve? Yeah, I know where your heart is, so I know that's not the type of person you are, but was there other conscious thoughts as well saying like, you know, I had to do this for a different way? Did you feel more pressure? Because I know in myself, I felt a different way when investors, when, when I was working with them directly, were, were like yourself, Steve, too. I, I felt a different way than when they were there. So I'm just curious how, how you approach that situation.
2: Yeah. It- uh, always comes down to, like, if I wouldn't buy it myself, I wouldn't recommend it. And actually, Steve and I came across a situation like that. And I've, I've done it before with other investors where I'd say, hey, guys, like, I, I strongly suggest you buy this particular property. If they don't buy it, they take precedent. The investor always takes precedence over myself. And if they don't buy it and they tell me, you know what, uh, for some reason, I don't want it. I'm like, OK, I'm going to put an offer on it. Are you OK with that? And uh, Steve and I had something very similar um, in regards to an inspection that I wasn't 100%. Oh, you guys got into an argument? No, no, Whoa. No, no, Whoa. no, 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 Whoa. no, no, no. <laughs> no by, by no means. Uh, no, okay. no, Whoa. it was That's an that inspector very, that... Mike got very serious. Yeah. No, 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 no. Never, 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 never. I mean, he's just disappointed yeah. he doesn't have another margarita. where's my, the margarita? my empty glass. No, it was a property where we had an inspection done, and the inspector called out a skeleton in the closet that clearly was not there, and Basically the inspector said there was water in the basement in in one specific location. I was at the inspection. I didn't see water, sorry, sorry. No, going back, Sarah was at the inspection. It had rained consistently for a few days prior, was raining the day of. And I said, show us that you saw water and the inspector could not prove that there was water on the inspection. So I said, tell you what, I'm gonna get us back into the house tomorrow. Let's go together. And it, it rained that day as well. So we went back to the house he had his moisture reader, um, one of those uh, cameras, the infrared yeah, cameras. Yeah. Right. No moisture could so be why found. Did he, why did he say there was moisture? I you know what? It. it protects his butt. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Possible moisture. Yeah. So okay. then I went to Steve and I said, Steve, because the inspector had forewarned Steve that there's moisture in the basement. I'm like, Steve, I swear to God, like I've been there. You know, when I went in and viewed it, there was nothing there, and it was raining. Um, when I went back with him, he couldn't replicate the spot where he said there was moisture. And I'm like Steve, if if you're okay, I'm I'm gonna grab the property then. Do you, do you remember that? Yeah, and totally th- do. That's been a great property for us. Yeah, and it's been years. Are you just do you mean for us? Years? You guys bought that together, or no? You bought well, that and you, and you and for you and Sarah? Well, in the end, I was like, okay, if, if you're in, I'm in. So, oh, so you do 50 have the, 50, 50 oh, you, on. Oh, it, <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't even
0: want to let him buy <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: And uh, yeah, so I think it just comes down to I want to sleep peaceful at night, guys. You know, I've for for you guys because of you guys. I've I think you know. Steve and I here on this side of the table have done de- very well. And uh, I, I, there's no reason to sell somebody a bad property. It's get a good property that I would buy myself, and then I could sleep peaceful at night.
3: That's, that's what I want. Sleeping well at sleep. night is so, yeah. so valuable. There's enough
1: opportunity yeah. out there. Yeah. You don't Big have to time. do yeah. ridiculous things. You
3: know, it, I the mean, way I look at it is real estate's long-term. Relationships are long-term, right? It's, they're analogous. So, it, it, you know the biggest mistake sometimes I've made in real estate is I've had a short-term mindset on something and, and not all and, of and, us and, yeah, and, and, and totally. lost track of my intention. Right. And similarly with, with people, if, if I, um, if I, um, lose track of the fact that the, the relationship long-term is what's valuable. What's most important, right? If I try and do something short-term that circumvents that, i mean that's just that's just counter counterintuitive counter to who i am i
0: know uh we we've trapped you here in california so and i know you have other things to do i want to wrap up with a few more a few more questions um the uh looking back steve would you uh, uh what would you give the advice nine years ago you started buying properties what would the steve dengate of today tell the steve dengate of nine
3: years ago about real estate You won well, you oh, went all in. That yeah, that's great. Um that's a great question. Um you guys have really helped me learn. I the, I guess the only thing that I would say for me would be maybe just be a little bit more patient. Maybe be a little bit more patient. I was I was you wanted out you want it out of that
0: job it's so fast and we all do we right? all do that's the number and, so and, more patient in just maybe
3: selecting some of the properties yeah. and and I say that and and yet I really turned it over to mike and and I just you know because Mike only brought to me things that he would have bought himself, so it, I say that now and I upon reflection I'm not sure that I would even say that because i I mean um let me ask, yeah, you, th- let me I ask you this. What's, a, a okay, I'm going to ask you a different question. What's next for Steve? The
0: ni- you know, when you're, you're a young man, when you're 95, what do you think you would tell yourself today? What's next for Steve? You have this portfolio of real estate. We know you have a couple slots. You might buy a property or two. Um, but what's next for Steve? You you you're a progressive thing. Yeah, I mean you 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 know you you analyze your life. Yeah. What's next? So uh, love that. You were the president of a company. Yeah, I love that question. You bought a question. whole bunch of real estate. Well, so, now what? So you're I, in I, you're in you're traveling around. I don't even know what you're doing here fully. We're here for a marketing <laughs> yeah. conference. You're attending it. Yeah, I'm. I'm attending fully it. We're just here because of San it. Diego. I, yeah, I, you're, the I, sun I, is beaming on us. It's a beautiful look, day. Look outside. around I know, and you're, you're know, asking know, me know, why I'm yeah, here? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. I
3: know. <laughs> no, um, so I, I am here to do that. But um, you know, t- to your question, so what's up for me next is I feel like I, I, my financial portfolio, my financial life I feel happy with, very happy with. Um, happy enough
0: that you're you're gonna pass some on to even your kids or they gonna do their own thing and not
3: touch a one of your properties no so I I, as Mike knows um, I sold uh, my primary residence uh, moved in with my partner a a year ago January and uh, and and gave each of my uh, kids a little bit of money from that sale and and Mike's helped my son buy a condo down very cool Plus um, your son's already plus invested plus he's invested two other rental properties okay Mike. <laughs> okay so um he's done well so he's he's doing w- done well um but for me uh, y- you know it's time for me to give back and so i've started to create a um an online men's program around self-worth oh and awesome and um so i'm i'm building that right now and uh concurrent to that i'm doing a little bit of of coaching individual coaching so you know i've i've my my life's taken me in all kinds of different directions and i've learned all kinds of different things and um and so i really feel inspired to to share that and so that's really that's really building so is the coaching stuff kicked off and launched are you just about to yes so the individual coaching has started maybe a little ahead of what i had anticipated um i've had people who it sounds like you're jumping right in yeah you've done everything which is so cool right so i've had people who have come to me who are now clients um the online program is probably still a couple of months away so i'm building that right now um it's going to be either a five or a six week program um and i'm really excited by that it's uh Cool. So you'll have to
0: keep us posted yeah, so we can we'll share all the details of this kind of stuff. What does Steve Dengate today tell the Steve Dengate that was 20, 25? What do you tell your son? What have you been telling him?
3: Um, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a, a little bit of your slogan, right? Sure. And, and that is, is, is live life on your terms. I tell my son and my daughter that, you know, in, in my generation, it was about get out of school, get a job right get out of school get a job and I, you know to me the guidance to them is do what inspires you do what you love to do life's short and um, it's super important to to just do what you really enjoy doing and you'll do well if you're just taking a job it's that's just I, you know, I feel for you, and, I, and, I, and, it, and it feels to me like so many of the young generation, and I'm, I'm so inspired by them, are really not doing what we did, just take a job. They're really looking out to see what it is that resonates with them, what it is that motivates them, where, where their passion is, and they're pursuing those things. And if it takes them two, three, five years to get there, so be it. So be it. And I'm, and I'm totally supportive of that.
0: Cool. They're lucky. That's, uh, I feel like uh, that's kind of what drives us a lot of what you just shared. I just feel like I was sold a bill of goods by the societal norms of yeah. go to school, get good job, and I'll never forget being feeling trapped. And uh, just like you, Steve, I just felt like I wasn't my authentic self. Like I right. felt like I couldn't relax and say what I wanted to say, and uh, it, it, I, that was going to be a bad end for me if i stayed on that path so i think they're lucky to get that from you now yeah right thank you yeah uh mike what so uh he has two or three slots to buy properties that you haven't filled these property (laughs) slots yet what uh are you are you you on that
2: uh you know what more importantly i'm just grateful that we're here together like steve from going to a boardroom and giving me those orders of getting you a property that you're not gonna look at
3: or manage <laughs> to be here in San Diego I together. I still can't believe you didn't go to some of the property inspections. Even sorry, them, go, you know, on. Go, go on, on. Almost any of those. Yeah. I, I, I think you? I, I have probably been to maybe three inspections.
0: <laughs> Steve, we haven't told you this, but uh, there's three properties that you own that you still don't know. About. <laughs> no, okay, <we're> <laughs> surprise. I'm sorry, Mike. Go on, go
2: on. And no, and just entrusting in, in me with your, your primary residence, finding you a new home for you and your partner, and entrusting uh, me you with your family now. Just really want to. I just want to say I'm thankful. Yeah, it's
3: been a, a good not run. Hugging, and it's not, not hugging over. yet for because there's only <laughs> no. audio, so no one can tell. But there's yeah, no yeah, hugs yeah. going on yet. But yeah. I
1: guess it's one more drink, and I guess that's that's the beginning <laughs> of it. It's been fun.
3: Well, you know, and, and and I would just say to all three of you guys, right? Um, your life on your terms is 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 real, and um, you know, I feel to many in, in many respects. I feel I'm living proof of that, and. You know I have a lot um, of of gratitude towards you guys uh, because Same without yeah. without the real estate portfolio that I have without that financial stability that I have, I wouldn't be living the life that i'm I'm having right now and being able to do what I want to do in in terms of the programs because my desire is to have those programs do those programs anywhere I am in the world um, so I've got the financial support to be able to travel and pursue my interests awesome awesome very cool we're all yeah we feel blessed yeah
1: absolutely i i with that to that point it's so big to me that i you know i guess i never really put thought into it when the whole your life your terms thing started um maybe i did maybe i didn't I, I don't even remember but in hindsight it's so vividly clear to me now that so many people feel that it's not attainable for them and it clearly is for everyone and i think yeah. that's the coolest thing about it like for me I, I i never remember consciously thinking about that when we started with that years ago but looking back it's like it's just it's been very crystal clear to me yeah, it just so seems i to appreciate man i appreciate you guys being now. able to kind of like We're buy really into nervous. it and, and being part of it you know it's been it's been a fun ride yeah, it's yeah, not totally. over yet oh what no. oh, really other just trouble get, we can cause. Absolutely, guys. Oh,
0: absolutely cool <laughs> we'll leave it at that thanks guys steve thanks, guys. thanks for doing this thank you Mike, we'll order another round of tequila and wrap Sounds this up. Guess, <laughs> All right. Awesome. Take care, everyone. All right, guys. Hey, it's Tom Crowds again. So hopefully you enjoyed that podcast and hopefully you were able to listen to that podcast through the audio challenges that we had and through the different uh, tequilas and margaritas that we were enjoying. It was fun for us to be remote and meet up with one of the investors we worked with and still work with um, here in San Diego. So I just want to remind you, if you're looking for a different kind of book, not a real estate investing book that breaks out the numbers and has different spreadsheets and talks about different strategies, but just shares different real Canadian stories from real Canadians taking action, that's the book that might serve you best. So that book is available at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. So that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of that page, it's a free digital download And that book the called the Your Life, Your Terms book. So that's something you can grab over at that website, along with other videos and blog posts and resources that we have for you. So until next time, your life, your terms.